commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Core World News. You may fire when ready. From the lower hills of Mustafa, I'm Count Dooku, and you're listening to Core World News. Your holiday news show will get coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. From the void, I summon the mental race of the fallen lords, and those among the living to the dark path. To join us now, the light tower and bread. Now your host, Ben Grantham Adam, review frightful tales from the galaxy far, far away. All right, yeah. I'm a little creeped out right now, yeah, but um, uh, thanks. You know, pretty good poll. Was that dark audio? That was I was going to say thank Tyrannus. you. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Lord Tyrannus, for the. Uh, yeah, and it's a great poll, Grant. Thanks for uh, bringing Lord Tyrannus's ghost it's impressive. here for some yeah. VO. Uh, you know, when Grex is out, we have to find someone to substitute. Yeah, who better? Who better? Are, also, now are we all worried about Grex? Because like, sudden the one time he calls in sick, we now have a Sith Lord coming in. So yeah, we'll see. I just we'll think these random it. hollow snap pictures from uh, various locations. I don't know what they mean from Grex. Uh, but I, I hope he's safe and well. Usually and I'm sure he Glean is. Psalm. Psalm. It's usually, you know, on the beaches of Glean Psalm. Yeah. <laughs> Just having um, the, uh, yeah. Hork spider fights. Um, but I'm sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's. Anywho, uh, here we are this week. We are, uh, having a spooky, spooky podcast today, uh, catching up on all the terrifying tales from around the galaxy. Um, and actually, yeah, so we're going to cover Terrifying Tales, uh, Lego's sort of non-canon storytelling, which is a fun ride, as always. Um, we are going to do uh, Tales from Vader's Castle, a uh, five-episode arc, um, doing the full arc there. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, Secrets of the Sith. This is going to be the spookiest, just living in Dark Sith Temple um, podcast um, that we can possibly do. Um, so why don't we get into it? Um, you want to start with what do you want to start with, guys? Ghosts of Vader's Castle. Let's do that. Sure. Yeah, ghosts. I, I love that. So this is how I viewed them. So um, let's do Ghosts of Vader's Castle. Have either of you read one of these? Uh, these stories before because this isn't the first vader's castle arc that exists right correct yeah there was the um there was, was tales tales and then there then there was return yeah return uh tales and of now vader's this castle return to vader's castle and now ghosts yeah, yeah i will i will say um we don't cover them on on the podcast just because there's there's just so many of them but the idw star wars run which is like they have the main run which is star wars adventures and then I think every every Halloween they do these. They're they're worth reading. Like the IDW Star Wars Adventures are like great one off stories that are are real fun. They're 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 for younger readers. But you know, Ben, I don't think you've been reading it, but you've been reading the yeah. um the High Republic Adventures, yeah. and it's at that same level, right? So it's still good stories. It's not for like little little kids, but they will just tell you these random stories from all different eras of of Star Wars, which is really fun to jump in to see like, oh, here's a Anakin and Padme story randomly. Or here's yeah, there's else. like there's a quality mull with spider legs story yeah. in the return. Uh, oh, really? Series. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I, think yeah. It's, I think it's one. Well, 
that was what was so funny to me was how the Lego storytelling and this um, oh. Ghost of Vader's Castle story just like shook hands. <laughs> they were it's like It's gonna be a synergy Lego film. It's gonna be Van A heavy oh, episode. Yeah, oh my Van A. Get your Van A. Yeah, on that guy. Um, yeah, I'll uh, approach. Can't his... kill that guy. It was a weird. It was a weird moment because we were my my wife and I Carly watched this uh, before recording, and so he walked in and I just started laughing and she's like, "What?" and I'm like, I paused it. I'm like, "So this is weird." Like I, I've I've read more about this one character in one day than yes. in forty one years of being. He also a Star referred Wars to fan. himself in the third person in the yes, I got your terrifying tales, and I was like, okay, Vinay is. Extremely meta. So point. is this the guy we yes. see in Rogue One? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So for listeners who didn't read this IDW series or watch the Terrifying Tales, or did and didn't get know who this character was, this is the character in Rogue One <laughs> who is basically just like answers the door yeah. at uh, Mustafar. Yeah, he does the, he's the Nosferatu like, like, <laughs> yeah, Max yeah doorman butler that, that <laughs> yeah, he prepares in, um, in robes. Yeah, Vader's uh, back to bubble bath. Um, yeah, uh, so interesting character, uh, good to go. I, I want to be in Vader's castle all the time. Uh, I love this thing. I love how they keep hammering home. It's a castle on a castle and there's just like all these great yeah. worlds there. Um, and I, I was really pleased to see that all these comics, I thought they were going to be kind of one off, but over the course of these five episodes, they gathered a ensemble cast, which is a insane ensemble cast. And then and and they they all related to each other and were one full story. I really I thought they were going to be sort of vignettes and uh, I wouldn't have been as excited about that. No, and it was a good it was a good um, device in the storytelling. So the, our characters are all being um, haunted in their dreams. And so it allows these these the stories that the individual vignettes told in this overarching plot are our characters dreams. So it's fun because it allows them to tell like pretty gruesome stories when you boil it down yeah. with endings that violate canon, but it's okay. Cause it's in someone's dreams. Right. But they're, right. they're really, they're really fun. And, and, and I, I, Kevin Scott, I, he might be the person having the most fun writing star Wars right now. Like I, I think yeah. he just, it just is always just doing something that makes him laugh or makes him enjoy <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah, it's wild. I yeah, want to go through the um, sophisticated intrigue as well as pulp intrigue, as we were yep. talking about earlier. Yes. Where it's like he is doing fantastic sort of mystery storytelling with the Drengir and the Nile in the Higher Public main run and the uh, monster of Temple Peak. And then this Vader's castle, this is it's just high pulp. And it's it's so good. Like it's it's some of the best Star Wars kind of serial pulp that I've ever really you know, experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this current like cadre of authors that they're using primarily in, I mean, in the comics and the high Republic run, um, they're just such talented writers. They have so much range and, uh, you know, I think it's cool. Lucasfilm is really facilitating them to sort of flex and use all of their different talents at different reading levels and different styles and different formats. Um, I'm not a professional writer. I don't know what that's like. Um, but I would imagine that would be very, enjoyable and um to have yeah and with and, this issue one dawn of the droids how great was it to see an, an anakin padme jar 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 ensemble? yeah yeah so good so, so good. good i i wanted to um sort of run through um even though that was a fantastic segue grant and then 
boiling it up. Yeah, but, uh, segue the segue. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to uh, I just want to go through our cadre, like the people that are ultimately brought together in the ship. And then I think it should be a free for all. Let's just go wh- whatever you, you feel like. talking. Oh, about. the main ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the, so, the, yeah, yeah. There, there's a parallel our, story. Happening our protagonist. Have our main ensemble, which is um, uh, we have uh, Milo, Tom Hud, Milo Graf, Lena Graf, Tom Captain. Hud, <laughs> J- uh, Jackson and Scrit. Our, our, our main ensemble and then and, uh, crater uh, the v- droid Vinay, Vinay is sort of crater. the antagonist of this ensemble and this story is sort of the overarching narrative that starts in the yeah, beginning the, and, and it's the framing device as you might right. yes as you might say and uh it's back it's it's front loaded and then there's uh also a kind of um epilogue that with this ensemble in most of these comics yeah, yeah and cool. and the overarching story of the of the framing device is real simple is that Vinay who um lena and milo have encountered in the past that was the previous run um vinay has kidnapped milo and is trying to transfer transfer vader's spirit into him we think yes originally grant grant and that device (laughs) yeah there's a device that's named here uh that i found to be highly intriguing um do you guys remember the name of that device i do not great we count on you to remember the Wait, the, the chair that he's strapped in that it, yeah is, yeah it's the device that's like using the green energy to uh trap them i just think it's funny um that grant it gave you like all the things you wanted at first there was like a scene where they showed i think it was in a dream where uh milo graph was uh he was like i am like reincarnated as darth vader and i was like oh no and then but then the real thing was that lena graph was the actual right. vessel going to be the vessel and i was like dude are they listening to you grant or do you just both yeah. have the same great ideas like i don't i don't know um yeah. what the answer is but like come on man Did you i see thought that, that scene was you very like, subtle i was more uh stoked by the sort of like anakin ghost stuff that was happening yes uh, I loved seeing. I, I, I really. That's another element of the sequels that I wish there was just some sort of uh, explanation. Or it's like, what happened to Anakin Skywalker? Character the, the first six at, films. As of. we discussed last week, we're probably we're going to see a lot of of Anakin than we ever <laughs> I, thought we would in the next coming year. Which is going to be so fun. I mean, this must right. be laying the groundwork for it because we haven't seen him at all. I was really shocked no. we didn't see him yeah. in A Rise of Skywalker. And because, you know, Anakin Skywalker and all, but he, um, yeah, uh, that, that was, that warmed my heart. So, I mean, jumping to the end, that was the conclusion that Anakin Skywalker's ghost helps our heroes escape from the temple. And it's, I mean, it was just so deftly done because he did it like in secret. They didn't really like, he did it on the sly. Like it was, he's still like precocious Anakin, even in death. Yeah. Um, it's and, true. and also just like the the smirk he gives, which is pretty similar to the smirk he's got at the end of um, Return of the Jedi, is very much just like oh, Vinay, this clown. Like he's just like <laughs> with, his, yeah. with your Sith energy. What are you doing? He's like, yeah. I mean, it almost confirmed for me that Darth Vader's dead, right? Like Anakin Skywalker is, is still ruining, is still is yes. is is what is left after this. Because there was some rumor whether it was like, oh, there's both Anakin and Darth, but I think. They essentially in Rise were just like Anakin Skywalker had nothing to do with Rise of Skywalker or the the any of the sequel trilogy really like that he was never communicating with Kylo though I no. think um, 
I think he did communicate with Luke. I think Luke said. Well, I think you're. I think you're finally made to to think that Palpatine was somehow using Vader's voice yeah. to speak to Ben Solo. Right. Here's exactly. what I will say though. This this series and then the and and then the Lego Star Wars series again, not canon. And then the video game. What was what was the video game? The Vader's Castle. You know the 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 um virtual reality the vr game i can't remember yes. what it's called yes. but they also mentioned that specifically vader immortal i believe vader immortal thank you grant that's what's yes. called they mentioned it in the secrets of the sith and they're leaning heavily on the fact that there is a as you mentioned ben a castle under the castle a yeah. lot of portals a lot of sith technology and other things in the castle oh. yeah i think they are leaning heavily into a vader reincarnation story i there's part of me is wondering if we're not going to get that's an untold story of the 35 years between episode six and episode seven that that vinay or someone else or the or the sith uh not accolades they're called something else in this that that vinay is part of but they don't if they don't actually bring back the vader side and you do have vader and anakin ghosts both wandering around yeah What's also what's also cool and is, is sort of talked about in these these final issues in this series is the idea that some of the a lot of the Jedi temples were built atop Sith ruins. I and, love uh, that. There's yeah. suppression and purification of these specific yeah. sites, these nexus of the dark side that, that they built. The Jedi built these temples over. I, the next frontier is to basically have you know whatever acolytes or mysterious cults like go go down and search these these ruins and find these ancient tools and dark side you know i mean devices this is, knowledge and wouldn't like that, that be amazing during this 35 year period you have luke out there on his vision quest out there looking for artifacts but then you also have these acolytes also running around and then you have people like dr afra running around like i just i think, think those that's 15 such a years after return of the jedi are some of those in, that might, might be my favorite time in the galaxy it's luke yeah. running around to these temples these ancient jedi temples and learning about the force and yeah i mean anytime cultures sorry. and tribes yeah anytime any character does that i love it and, and they do give us that in like you know like all those media that um you just mentioned Adam, I was actually just thinking, you know, I'd love a sequel, sequel, like series of a Jedi architect, like someone doing exactly what you just said, Grant, mm. like building, constructing Jedi temples over Sith like ruins. But it's just like this is like Ray doesn't even need to be in the show, but she could be like, oh, yes, Empress Ray told me to go and do this. And this is their mission. And it's like this cadre surrounded, you know, you know, probably mostly Jedi, but like that are like these high mystics for the Jedi that are, have this ability to sort of suppress the dark side with with architecture. And then it's then you get like they're fighting off, you know, treasure it's like hunters, foundation meets Star barons. Wars. It's like <laughs> mathematical plotting of how to cover, well, cover I mean, up that, dark. That's a dark side. But think of like they have to another. investigate these ruins. There's yeah, yeah, tomb people trying stories. to yeah, plot yeah. them. You get to go in them and see what artifacts are left and what their mission was. And they unfold these other stories you know, from like long ago. And so you learn about what's going on, you know, and then, I mean, the side, like they're, the vehicle is just the fact that they're building there, but 
but it would be kind of interesting to just sort of see it. I don't know. I feel like it's so, I feel like, I feel like you could easily do a trilogy where the main villain is basically a a ghost or something that was locked away in a temple, much like the mummy or something where it, it, but I think you could, I could easily take that route. And, uh, I feel like, um, I feel like that character could easily have been uh, an iconic female character, like Abeloth from the extended mm. universe. Like I yeah. always thought, yeah. I always thought do it like that because then it's, I think you, you want to create a Vader, a new Vader too. You want to create a yeah. threatening villain, but then why not have it be a woman? Like it's, yeah. And it's undead. And then they, yeah, they totally have the door open for that. What was the video game that did that? Was it, um was it Jedi Academy where at the end you're sort of fighting like, like you're there's no, it was no that was like that was a that was going. a male that was Marco Ragnos Ragnos a, yeah and T- Tavion was a female villain though she was yeah. great she was great yeah yeah she was I, great as well I've realized and and I mean this is no surprise I realized it's a hard is is probably more dramatic but like Doctor Afra is one of my favorite characters they've developed and the reason why is because I all I want. All I've I've realized all I really ever really want is Indiana Jones and the Star Wars, like like just just give me yeah. that right and like it's just such an easy overlay. I mean, partially I've talked talked about this on, on another podcast I was on, but it's just like I realized half the reason I have a PhD is because I watched Indiana Jones movies when I was a kid, and they called him Doctor Jones, and I realized like, but he's not a doctor, like he doesn't practice <laughs> medicine. So it's like, no, you can be a doctor in philosophy, and like, what? I'm gonna do that. And now I'm like two hundred thousand dollars in debt, but it's cool. Uh, and I and I and I can call myself doctor. Yeah, way to go. Totally worth yeah. it. Thank you, Spielberg. And you change your name to Jones too, which I find yeah. surprising. <laughs> I mean, Doctor Sternborn is 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 not yeah. is not too bad, not too shabby. Yeah. Even though I Still do not understand. want people to call me doctor anyway. But like I just I I love the irony too. I know. <laughs> but I just want Doctor Afro live action or something like that. Like so I, you can I look at yourself in the mirror that. in the morning and be like, "Good morning, doctor," or just like, "Doctor, yeah. doctor." Ugh. I do do doctor, doctor, doctor a lot to myself. <laughs> it's a good bit. It's a good bit. It is. We like us, in, great movie. by the way in academia that's all we ever do. <laughs> just a little inside. Like the spies like the us three of us in a room. Yeah, the doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> like it's it is all we do. It's just endlessly amusing. Oh man, so worth all the debt. Um. So I, I sidetracked us there. Where were we? Yeah, well, we were in Vader's totally castle derailed. and we got so distracted. By I think we've covered the kind of the the overarching plot. And yes. in these five issues, there are four stories, right? Four dream sequences, and it's the dawn of the droids. Attack of the 50-Foot Wookiee, uh, Danger on Dagobah, and uh, Beware be the Chosen. Yeah. Beware I think a good place one. to start, instead of us, like, and we'll do this, but I think a good question is, of those four, what was your favorite? Hmm. Uh, I think the first one, Down on the Droids, is yeah. my favorite one. Uh, I, I just, I think there's... There's a really great opportunity to to tell stories with Anakin and Padme during the Clone Wars because I mean whenever he's off you know or not it, taking part in the Outer Rim sieges he'd be back at the core probably with Padme and then he'd be you know on their own adventures their own personal yeah. adventures and I would love to see more stories like that and so I love yeah. the ensemble of Padme. Anakin and Jar Jar. And I think Jar Jar could come back in a huge way. I think the sequel sequel <laughs> thing we do, whatever it is, guys, I whenever yeah, whenever we see something that's like a far future or some sort of post storytelling, I, I want 
a Jar Jar redemption. I want Jar Jar. I want Jar Jar to be like a main main member of the ensemble, lots of screen time, and like we're figuring out a big arc with that character. Like I want a redemption for Jar Jar. Same. Same. It was great to see Jar Jar. It was like seeing an old friend. I know. Yeah, that's why yeah, I think it's so powerful. I think weirdly enough, I think it's pretty powerful to see Jar Jar. Yeah, that was definitely high on my list. It's, it was really shocking because I thought for sure this first one I read and the first one I was just like, this is going to be the one I choose because you know my love of Romero zombie movies and and to do this. Uh, though I will say I actually enjoyed the zombie in motif in the um, in the um, terrifying Lego terrifying tales. We'll get there. Yes, yes, but um, but I, I really did enjoy this. It was high on my list, especially because like the sting at the end, where now Jar Jar is infected. Yes, a zombie. I love it. I mean, anytime you have that, the zombie infection stuff is is great. Um, that was really high on my list. Uh, ben, how about you? What do you? What was your favorite? Uh, do you think? I I, I love the the chosen one. Yeah, I yeah. was actually scared of that. It, it, there was like a multi tiers of why I loved it. A, it was actually yeah. scary. B, I mean, it, the child Anakin is the version. Like you get like the the baby Anakin as the scary thing and it was like it was like calling on chucky um which those movies i don't know i have an uh, affinity for maybe it's because like i really like the ghetto ghetto boys and they had a song called chucky um written by scarface performed by bushwick bill but uh (laughs) they they're just like i'm like of all things you could vote from chucky but you're using like little um little anakin for that it was surprising and frightening and fantastic and then it sort of ended with those um that like reincarnation spirit transference things that i've been listening to grant talk about for three years um and so i thought that was special (laughs) oh yeah like ghost anakin yeah i i really like that one too i think i like seeing evil child anakin was amazing and then also there was a scene where i'm like where you then have like adult anakin saying this is where the fun begins like just like yes like, it's such a great little line like it was just i yeah, yeah i really enjoyed that yeah and um, shout out to the artist yeah. chris uh chris Fanaglio and Fran- francesco uh franca villa villa uh they did incredible art in this issue and jackson yeah. looks awesome in this issue yeah jackson does jackson look like he looks older right like yeah he does look a little road wary it for yeah. sure yeah He's seen uh, some stuff now. Yeah, yeah, Jackson the Rabbit. I mean, that's a crazy pull, man. Um, he's now Captain of the Rabbit's Foot. He's a Leppy. Jackson, and he's like he goes by his full name now. Thank you very much. He's Jackson <laughs> Tumaraki, and um, yeah, I mean, he's a. I love that he's like I can just kick that door down if you want, and he's like, no, I'm gonna <laughs> fix it, and he's like, I can literally just kick that down. Like they, they're like, no, he's got very strong legs. He's a bunny man, and sure enough, he just kicks the door in, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Scott, I has like is single-handedly responsible for the resurrection of that character and bringing him back into canon. Like I think the first time he officially brought him back into canon was in, um, the, um. Whatever the uh, from a certain point of view for yeah yeah um, a new hope I think new that's hope. the first one we get like because I remember flipping through and seeing the silhouette of Jackson I'm like oh wow they're really actually bringing Jackson back and and they're and I think he's doing a good job with them it it it, it at first time I saw it, I'm like oh man like it's the least yeah. Star Wars character I ever saw but it's I, the most cult how, character yeah but Kevin knows how to use them like he's just using them in the right way that that totally fits in this like I just 
I didn't bat an eye in this whole series where you have this giant green rabbit running around with our gang. Yeah. Oh, and we get lots more Jackson, especially in Attack of the 50, 50 Foot Wookiee. That is yeah. a great issue with Jackson. Yeah, that was bonkers. So um, this actually worked out better than I could expect it because I think we're all going to have three different favorite stories. And mine is actually Danger on Dagobah, which I feel is like a dark horse one. And yeah. I'll explain why. Um, there's there's a couple of reasons. One, I know uh, why. I know why. why. Uh, let's see. If, uh, <laughs> great, why? Because there's the prospective developer who's like, come to Dagobah and buy like cutting edge luxury homes. And then clearly <laughs> that plan didn't pan out. I did enjoy that quite a bit. I enjoyed that. That It was very tongue in cheek. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, part of the reason I love this is that one side of it is when I was a weird little kid, my favorite Universal Monster movie was Creature of the Black Lagoon. Okay. Um, I it, figured as much. It, it's okay. I wrote that you down watch... here, 1954. I wrote it down right here. I was, yeah. I was yeah. With the... uh, and I think The Creature Returns, by the way, is Clint Eastwood's first uh, movie of all time. So he plays the lab tech. There's a little there's a little trivia for you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. It's weird seeing him in a lab coat. Um, and then <laughs> I I what I really liked about this is that the artist and I, I, I forgot to check. Um, who's doing the art is very old horror comics from the DC era, like the Tales from the Crypt, and like and yeah, this feels books. like amazing tales or strange yeah. tales, like and, a classic pulp mag- magazine. It's very pulp, and I and I love it. And there's stuff in here, and they get away with it because it's a dream sequence. But you see, um, you see the kids' corpses. Oh you see God. Lena and Milo's corpses below the water. And and it's just amazing artwork and really gruesome. And yeah. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the dream element of it. It reminded me of like, like Kevin Scott was probably just like, what if we just did another person going into the tree? Like it just felt like another person's yeah. quest there. And yes. it was very terrifying. And then the ending of just knowing that Knowing that you were going to see Yoda. Ghost Yoda floating there, <laughs> and then yeah. it was great. Like it was a great little cap to it. And it's just like I did not expect this to be my favorite. I really enjoyed the zombie one. The attack of the fifty foot Wookiee we'll talk about was fun, right? It was, it was, it was, yeah. you know, exactly what it was. When many, I saw it. many Star Wars stories end in sort of these kaiju. Yeah, and then I, because I looked at all the covers, I read these, I had these, but I didn't read them till today, so I had all the covers, and this is the one I was kind of like. Eh, whatever. Like no, this is now that I look at it, Adam. I have the physical issue. Beware the bog beast. It's stunning. Like the artwork is stunning. Yeah, I really like it. I think it wins for art. Honestly, it just has this classic appeal to it. It just reminds me of being a kid and picking up these horror comics that I knew I shouldn't have been reading. There's so much detail too. There's just so much. And when Luke, when you he finds, you know. Dead Luke hanging like uh, yeah. in the caverns on, on Hoth is sort of like a with, with dead R2 strung yeah. up right next to him. Yep. I thought yeah. that was uh, kind of adorable. Yeah. It is. It's <laughs> like it's it's the things I love most, which is like humor and terror and 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 gross out and everything kind of mixed in together. And it just feels like, as, you know, Grant, like you said, it's just it's just pulp. It's pure pulp. And I really enjoy and it. And the shot from from underneath the water, some of the perspective work looking. Yeah. At, at, yeah. Yeah. And, and um. Thud. Yeah, looking up at their ankles and that like immediate. Or dread. Hud, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hud. 
Um, yeah, I think actually this is canonically connected to um, the, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back story about um, Yoda and that dark essence that's on Dagobah that he's sort of contending with. And like he sort of Yoda sort of purifies the forest and sort of like hollows out this area and keeps the darkness at bay um, for that planet. I think that was like part of the deal. And and it's sort of it this, also like, hides his, his light. Right. Like, I mean, right. Yeah. So it protects him. But he sort of, you know, is in harmony with the forest and sort of keeps that dark um, essence at bay uh, that just wants to consume. And And so this is sort of. You know the it, it's just cool to see the swamp still respects Yoda even though yeah and um, and just that synergy there. Yeah. So the artist is who does this story is Robert Hack. I want to give him a shout out. I'm googling, and and he's doing the new version of uh, Sabrina. Oh. Um, which I've actually been meaning to pick up because I heard that it's very pulpy and drawn in. This style. So it's cool. really funny that oh, I just looks now gorgeous. I, I'm like, I, gotta go, I gotta go pick that up. And I was never a big Archie or Sabrina or any of that stuff, but like I kept hearing about this from my comic friends of like, no, no, this is like this is not you know Archie and and you know, you know, kooky Sabrina. Like this is told very much in that in that very pulpy style. So I gotta I gotta check it out. Cool. Yeah. Um any of these any other highlights you wanted to pull out here? I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in this run. Um, a lot of spooky stuff. No, I mean, I kind of want to I'm, I'm excited to talk about the um, tales, um, terrifying tales. The yeah, Legos, terrifying tales. Um, so a lot of comedy involved in this story, but a lot of actually really good core storytelling yeah in canon i mean it, it's it's not canon but it's like yeah, canon adjacent canon light i don't think anything we've discussed thus far in this episode can be considered canon i i think True. these i think these terror I, the I, I think the comics are technically canon because so much of it's dream so it's it's a character's dream but i think the i think the framing device is canon yeah, I, mean, I think the I think the uh, the parallel story with the the main ensemble is canon, but obviously yeah. most of what we've discussed have been no, it's all dreams, the and they and they yeah. set it up that way. So none of the none of the things that we discussed technically happened, right? Yeah, in reality, yeah. it happened. It happened in reality in the minds of the <laughs> whatever of the characters. Yeah, <laughs> but just yeah. still to know that they were out there and they were brought together, and you know their relationship with other people but terrifying tales is fun a because it happens post exegol so we get to see like yeah. as we mentioned earlier like just dwell in that mind space um of what it's like to be after exegol and what it's like for uh, poe dameron to be a super rock star in the galaxy still <laughs> um and then um yeah and then we we, we meet another uh, and, like he goes to vader's castle uh, so one sort of controversial I guess it's not because it's not canon, but like, so after Exegol, Vader's castle still standing. I thought the whole thing in Rise of Skywalker right. was we didn't see the castle because it was destroyed. But yeah, I mean, but my head canon is that it's yeah. it's no, still but they, aren't they building a hotel? Yeah, I know, but like in I, I thought like <laughs> the in, whole thing in, in that Rise first Skywalker, yeah, in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. I thought that's Mosa another part. thing about Rise of Skywalker. I don't want to derail this podcast uh, one more time, but. Why was that in the background? Like, because that could have easily been on the hill. Just I put it in the background. You want to know why? 
Do you want to know why? And here's a cynical reason. Because after they shot the entire scene, they realized, oh, let's just call it uh, Exegol. I mean, let's just call it uh, Mustafar. Because it was never Mustafar. It was never but supposed like, to be Mustafar. Even, I mean, a minute before the thing goes to hit the big screen, any video editor could have just slapped Vader's That is a very good point. Like, it's the easiest thing to do. You just hang on it for a few frames and be like, Oh, there's Vader's castle smoldering in the distance. This is well. Mustafar. There's great concept art that from um, stuff. Have you seen that concept art where the Knights of Ren are like battling up the steps to the castle and knocking uh, whatever rival uh, faction off right. the steps? That's see, that's like, the thing. It's like why like just give me that cheap fan service. I'm a cheap fan. <laughs> you gotta wine me or dine me. Just I'm easy me. to service. I like the woods. I like yeah. the burning woods. They were great. Um, petrified trees were cool. I just the, yes, to see the cute. steps, to see the castle would have been. But if, yeah, if you get the context, then the fighting makes a lot more sense. You still want to do the, you know, you still want to have the fight there. Great. You want them to pull the like. Because um, then all it is is going down to the bowels of the castle and finding the holocron. Like it's the uh, the wayfinder. Yeah, like it. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I think is. I think service. if they open that proverbial door, then it's just like. Well, they've got to spend like then we'd all be complaining about like why did they only spend scenes in Vader's castle? Give me the first third of the movie in Vader's castle. Like I want to. Then you can have a Vader moment, and then the Vader could have been Palpatine if that's the story they wanted to tell along with. It's just a slippery slope, I think, on that thing. But they, I just, yeah, it felt a little conservative for me. Just like, just give it. Like, okay, you want the battle on the field? Fine. Just like show me it on the distance. Like, oh, that's Mustafar. That would have, you know, I would have liked to have known that by watching it instead of having to read about it and. Hollywood Reporter, like two weeks later. Sorry, right. we have biomes. It's okay. We'll just insert that shot from biomes. Oh, yes, that's like my favorite biome. <laughs> Actually, so I was thinking about this before. I want a video game where I just get to go into Vader's castle and look around without threat of death or dismemberment or anything. Like, I just get to explore it and go into all the rooms. And yeah, like locations. Yeah. What about the, Star Wars location? Yeah. 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 And then you can just have social meetings there and it could display Zoom. I want the full castle. I want to know where the bathrooms are. I want to know what's up at the tippy top. I want to know like all the ante rooms. I want to be able to explore all the treasure rooms and all the lightsaber rooms and all the like lower levels. Like it's going to be a big map and I just want to walk through it and look at stuff. Yeah. Maybe there should be a a Vinay Easter egg where he scurries by. Right. Yeah. That could, that's about yeah enough somewhere lurking in the castle. If I have to fight through it, I'll fight through it like with Vinay's. Like, or if you just if I had to deal with one guy. NPC, I guess Vinay, yeah. it's fine. But like I you know, it. like when you go to a museum and you can like rent the headphones. Yeah. Which by the way, like post COVID, I'm like. Ugh, uh, uh, um. But anyway, um. But you know like how you can do that is like, could you have Vinay be your like tour guide? <laughs> like he just takes you around <laughs> Vader's castle and shows you things. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, but it, the thing is, I'm gonna shake him sooner or later because I, I want, like, I want to go underneath. I yeah. want to see what the old ruins look like. You know, mm. how do the elevators Welcome work? Welcome to sublevel B14. Oh man. Welcome so, to sublevel B15. Right. Welcome to. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. K98 West. <laughs> yep. All right. I haven't done this one yet. It's like more lightsabers. Perfect. That's what I want. Um. Yeah, they they actually they had that great... another destroyed back to tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one did <laughs> alternate back. Another to tank. destroyed computer terminal. 
<laughs> yeah. Later, you know, of enraged. There's one that's just like pictures of Padme. <laughs> he is Padme's shrine. Padme shrine. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe he took up like the Mac broken Aeon engine. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's a there's a hangar down there, and he's just building pods, <laughs> like pod racers, and like all these other crazy vehicles, like Vader's pod racer <laughs> collection. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, how cool was that in um in Mandalorian that you had half of Anakin's pod as was like uh, I wish there was, I hope we see a yeah. pod race again, a different pod race because I remember they did the Malastar in the comics way back in the Dark yeah. days, and uh, yeah, it was cool yeah. to see. It was cool to see a pod race in another biome other than desert. It was like a city, uh, or alien city. Would be great. Yeah, I mean, we could see another one, or we could just see the Boonta Eve classic again in Obi Wan. <laughs> I, it's yeah. not outside Ooh, of the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny to be like, I didn't get a chance take. to watch this the last time. <laughs> um, yeah, good quote from uh, Palpatine, who is like the character's uh, voice actor is pretty funny for Palpatine. Um, and yeah, where he's like, do you just want to get like some furniture? He's like a chair or something. <laughs> but I'm like, no, like brutalist, minimalist. This is what this castle is. There's no chair. Call, calls Vinay. Darth hideous. Darth <laughs> like whatever hideous. Darth hideous <laughs> runs away, and I was like, "Oh my god, so oh, cruel god. to our guy, so cruel yeah, to our yeah. guy." Can I? Can like I, I just met Vinay. <laughs> so oh, I. So this is similar. I don't know if it's the same writers, but it's the same idea as the holiday special from last year, the Life Day special, right? Right. I really enjoyed the Halloween special. And I was lukewarm, I have to say, on the Life Day. Did you have yeah. a similar reaction to oh, that? I like, love I love what they did with the Knights of Ren. What I love this whole thing. Story like, of the Knights yeah. of Ren. I love this. Which is pretty close to the canon, like actually what happened with the Knights of Ren. And, um, but he was even more Kurt Russell, like the leader of the Knights of the yeah. Ren. was even more <laughs> like 80s genre action star. And I was like, this yeah. is awesome. Of course he wants it. to be like that guy. I mean, Christian Slater. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Christian Slater, first Christian of all. Slater. Yeah. yeah. And then the little white mullet. That was great. Yeah, was yeah the great. voice acting was uh, tremendous in this. I, I mentioned it before, so I want to give him a shout out. Uh, Trevor Duvall was Emperor Palpatine. Oh, he's so um, good. And then, yeah, Christian Slater was a big name, obviously, as as the first Ren. Um, and then uh, Dana Snyder, Dana uh, uh, Cinder is the, uh, I think that's how you name it, say it, is our Gardilla the Hut. Um, oh, so and good. I mean, if there's any Aqua Teen Hunger Force fans out there, this is Master Shake being oh, Shake as oh, a nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank I you. I had to stop as soon as I heard the voice. I'm like, this is like my brain broke because it's like I know this voice and it's not a hut. <laughs> Thank and I you couldn't so place much. it. Yeah, I was sitting there going, I know this voice. I know it from a cartoon. I could not figure out what cartoon I knew it from. It's exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's driving I, me nuts. I, it was. Yeah. Driving, I couldn't even focus on the dialogue because I'm like, who is this? Like, who is this character? And it's just like Master Shake doing Master Shake as a hut. And uh, it was really fun. It was. And rad. the whole thing and of I the, love trying to turn whole... it into a hotel was kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um. God, we get such good storytelling in this too. Like it's just so, the the mall stuff in this. <laughs> some of the best yeah. mall storytelling I've seen. It's so yeah. good. I mean, uh, the, the I mean, <laughs> I laughed. I laugh. I guffawed at a line. He tried the, the different legs. He tries the different legs on. 
He tries that was several really, different yeah. pairs of like, different <laughs> droid so legs, hover legs. The, yeah, the exactly the ball, the eight BB eight like oh, what so I, good, yeah. The one I guffawed at where again my wife looked at me and was like, What? <laughs> like, <laughs> like like a moment of like, what just tell me, I don't get the joke, what's so funny? But when he's just like, What's not believable about a getting cut in half and then getting legs and then surviving that? Like I'm like, Yes. Oh yeah. Like that is the best inside Star Wars like yeah, fan joke wink I ever heard of how ridiculous Darth Maul's post episode one story is. Yeah, it basically was it, it was the meta context of everything we've discussed on this pod of how ridiculous the spider legs were. Yeah. It just but it, it basically was self aware and exactly. commented yeah. on yeah. it throughout. They actually so they did it in um Ghost of Vader's Castle too with Jackson where he's like Vader's alive. Who's like next thing you're gonna tell me yeah. the prune face is out there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was right. so good. Uh, I like self-aware Star Wars. And then Grievous, uh, Grievous comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, man, I I gotta think like Grievous is really an, another untapped character. It's like I just want more Grievous in any capacity. I really think there's something special, there. especially since you and now you can and they haven't told any Grievous stories other than what's in on. In episode three, right? I don't think any of the new canon has touched Grievous. Other than other than like um, Clone War, I mean Clone Wars and stuff. But like, yeah, in terms of like books and comics, because there was the Grievous book that was out, right? Was it Labyrinth of Fear or another one that told his whole backstory? And the old. But this was great because it was Palpatine wanting them to go get like an ancient lightsaber, and they both all had to go. <laughs> Basically, it was Mulvers right. Grievous, <laughs> and, which is funny too because it's so in it and also a little meta because um, he, like Grievous is a meme. Like he, the poor guy is just like me. Like he's just like another lightsaber for my collection, and so it's like of course he gets sent to collect a lightsaber. Like that yep. was the mission that he got set up. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? I'm like, tell me more. They they introduced a new like Darth, uh, right? Scardonked, which oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that, that, which is cool. Where like, they had to go, that the planet or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and Scardonk was the uh, was the planet as well. But um, yeah, that's good times. You know, getting some new. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the lightsaber room was my highlight. I was just like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, why are they all Legos? I, I want you. more details. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was also cool to see the uh, the Knights of Ren use the force because in the book, yeah. in the um, Secrets of the Sith book I'm reading right here, it does seem that they're it, it, I think it does say that they're force sensitive. So it's cool yeah, to see the, them use the force like. I think cool. we saw it a little bit in um, that Kylo Ren comic, right? Run, um, right. which was very similar. It was it, it wasn't exact, but it was similar. Like a, this was a paraphrasing of that that run of Kylo Ren um, and his fall and and like his run. I mean, like that's pretty much how it happened. He just got like kind of mm-hmm. seduced. I, I don't know. Just sort of fell in with some bad guys and thought they were cool, and then killed their leader and became their leader. You know, just did their thing as a series of unfortunate events. Um, it was cool to see the helmet, though, the original Ren helmet um, in another format other than a comic book. That was like that was a legit lore drop. Yeah, that that was scene was so funny when they're like, destroy the temple, Kylo. And then yeah. he throws like they throw a torch and he like stops the torch with the force. And then. Oh, yeah. 
fights back and because like it's just playing with the expectations of yeah the temple and when it showed the silhouette of the temple i was like that was like holy that was like oh in the sequel trilogy we, yeah we glimpsed that and there it is again it's like you just want to see luke's temple you just want to walk around that temple talk about a I space know. you want to explore it's yeah. probably luke's temple like yeah that do we even know the planet that planet i don't think so i maybe they mentioned it in the in the rise of Kylo Ren, I don't know if we're comic. ever told the name of that planet. Yeah, I don't know either. But if I... only there was some way to find out. <laughs> uh, but, um, I just need to do this thing real quick. You guys talk. No, no. There's one thing. So this week yeah. on, or I guess last week on Twitter, uh, Mike Flanagan of you know, Oh right, uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House, Hill House Haunting, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Minor, Mass. and the Midnight Mass. Yeah, ah, yeah. you're like two seconds uh, ahead of me, Grant. Yeah, he. Uh... <laughs> He said he he woke up from an earthquake randomly one yep. morning, and he said he, he he would like to make a horror film in the Star Wars galaxy, set in the Do Star it. Wars galaxy. G- give him the money. <laughs> Pay the man his money. So I thought it'd be fun to do a little thought experiment. What what kind of horror film would you guys want to see set in the Star Wars galaxy? like what what sort of horror are we talking about here and how dark can it get and and is it going to be explicitly just a a, a scary movie or or is it going to have adventure elements like what sort of horror do you get it's it's really tough because there's like i feel like there's a lot of elements of horror sort of sprinkled throughout yes but it would be tough to really focus on it i mean there were definitely some horror type um episodes in clone wars there was like zombie store you know zombie troopers or zombie clones um there's then there's like the sort of well it's sort of like a apocalypse now arc too with like a bad jedi that's like just killing like slaughtering clones uh his own like clone squadrons trying to think what like i don't know adam what about what about what about a palpatine origin story yeah Oh boy! So, could that so, be scary? Yeah, that let me let me build on that because <laughs> I I have two ideas. The first is your your body horror esque okay movie, and I think you can tie that into the Palpatine story because what we've what's always been debated and I think has been settled finally is you know when Ta- when Palpatine is getting the Force lightning shot back to him is that him getting deformed or is that his true self coming right. out right right yeah and and so you That's could actually have a debate i don't think it's, it's still ever up for a debate my head canon was always that it was his true self coming out me too I, that's yeah, always mine too well. and i like that but you could have that story that the body horror of 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 the dark side corrupting him like yeah. through this right like just like just just like the fly basically just a cronenberg fly movie but I like it might be corrupting. the perfect perfect creator for that story as well just given his his body work so far yeah yeah the other thing you could do is a road because i'm trying to think like within star wars because you can't really do like you can do ghosts i know we have like force ghosts but it's hard to do like certain things that don't feel like how's this fit in but you definitely could tell a cult like rosemary babies type story with the dark side and i thought they were going to do that that's what i thought the sequel trilogy was going to be yeah I thought the sequel trilogy was. I thought mm. Ray was another chosen one, and it was. But it, but instead of it being a clean story of you know person being in hiding or being safe and far away from the core and being a chosen one, it was more so that Luke had now 
gotten bigger than his britches with the Church of the Force and people following him and the Jedi had really exploded and not like in a way that there's lots of Jedi, but like lots of people who believe in Luke and the Force and there's Messiah complex stuff happening as well. And and then you have a dark incarnation of that Church of the Force developing oh, like around the same time. And then they're both trying to vie for that 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 child. What if instead of sequel trilogy, you do prequel prequel? And it's the Rosemary's baby is Shmi and and my cat is caught on my headphone. <laughs> like my head down. Uh, but what if you have uh, Shmi and 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 Palps and like that's the whole story is like. Shmi. Oh, yeah, that's the best ending. Ever. And because the it's Rosemary like baby that's born at the end. Of finding Shmi at the end would be. Yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's how you end the Palpatine origin. You basically yeah, you end it with him Palpatine. finding Shmi. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I mean, we, we got some information from uh, Lucino's Plagueis novel. And we I mean, we reference that I feel like every other week. But um, yeah, I mean, his story is terrifying. He kills his parents. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's a horror. He's just like a yeah. horror in plain sight. Story. And yeah. uh, himself that I mean, I, I think that's that's the number one answer. That's there. number one, right? <laughs> I think you're right. I love the idea of framing it around Palpatine because, like, especially because, I mean, you could do like a like 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 any serial killer horror movie around it, right? Because he's so disarming when he's yeah, his public right. self, and then he's just this maniacal, evil, like American right. Psycho S- level sociopath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I, what about um, this is sort of a, a long shot, but and I don't think I I don't remember reading too much about uh, Grievous's origin story. But like talk about body hoarder horror. Like yeah. it always freaked me out that this person was like that was a this was a being and yeah. he just like he decided to like cut away his humanity systematically to like yep. make himself into a like a non feeling killing machine. Yeah. And like, just like, what's that journey like? You know, and by the end, he's basically just a head and a heart. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like Robocop from the new Robocop, where he's he's a brain and a nervous system and a heart, and that's it. So, new, the new Robo, new, it's probably now 10 years old, but the latest Robocop (laughs) remake is bad. It is not a good movie, but it has an amazing scene. Yeah. When when Carly and I were watching it, we're just like, that's amazing and horrifying right in a way it's, like when they actually show what he is yeah and they just I pull was just it like, all away Ooh. and he's a like he's a face and a brain oh he's not even yeah, a like face a brain right stem, i think like he's just like yeah. a brain stem. he's I can't a brain remember. a brain center and, and a heart and that's yeah it. but it's stuck with me it was one of those things where like a good horror movie is the one that keeps me like i watched um summer of 84 recently which is like a real slow burn horror movie to the point where it's just like, I don't know if this is a horror movie because it's so much, it's all these kids in the eighties having fun. And I don't, I, it's all like, you know, like Goonies like, and then, Oh boy. In the last like half an hour, it takes a turn. And there's a turn in that movie where I'm just like, I didn't sleep much that night because I kept coming back to an image in the film where I'm like, Oh, that was disturbing. And, and in a good way, like not, you know what I mean? In terms of an effective way. But like I that Robocop moment <laughs> in a movie that was utterly forgettable and not great is yeah. really effective. And I, I know, I'll never forget that. That's the only yeah. scene I remember. Right. Really, yeah. Whole movie. Thing where, yeah. Um, yeah. What else? There's got to be other opportunities. I, think, I mean, I don't I think, think they'll ever do it because I just think like it's a family. Sort of I don't know. I want to stick around myth, but I, think I feel like they'll flirt with PG-13. 
Like, I think you can. I'm, I'm, I generally fight back against PG 13 horror movies, uh, that I've gotten a little soft on that lately. I mean, here's the thing that I always thinks from my childhood is this one of the scariest things in all of Star Wars to me as a kid was the Wampa cave and the Wampa stuff is, mm. is the creature oh. stuff. Yeah. So there's something there, right? You could definitely do yeah. creature. I saw this, there's this promo, I think it's on Hulu. And Guillermo del Toro is like pitching one of his shows in person. I've never, I don't think I've seen him. And it's like, for some reason they oh, have yeah. him being like, come it's watch so my movie. It is a very good movie. <laughs> and you're like, what? He, like, watch I know. Show. I think it's you watch like, the same time you actually like interact with the receiver. You're like, I just want to give you a giant hug. Don't and you, you, you like awesomely disturbing, gross film. I love, I love all. Yeah. Of and he's yeah. just like this lovable teddy bear. And it's just it's so true. weird. Like, when's the last time you've ever seen a director do a pitch for their own, like, right? show? And you're like, just put his name. Everyone know who's knows who Guillermo del Toro is. I guess they're just like, someone else is like, no, you're so lovable. People will just watch That's, it because you're so lovable. Uh, my theory about Guillermo del Toro is that he puts every dark thought that we all as humans have out in the world. So yeah. he's just this giant teddy bear. Because there's nothing inside of him anymore that's bad. It's bad. Because he just yeah. puts it out there. He's just like, he's no. just like cotton candy and yeah. like stickers and like yeah. unicorn horns. He's just like a, he's just like all glowy on the inside. Anyway, so to answer your thing, if you were going to do a creature horror, I don't know. Gamero del Toro, I just like, I'm waiting oh. for Star Wars. Oh, one of my biggest regrets is that he didn't do the Hobbits movies. Mm. I really want to love Hobbits. Yeah. He was supposed to do it. I feel like the other ideas I can I can think of just right off the bat would would be better in it served by VR like that medium just mm. because I feel like a Sith tomb like wouldn't you want to yeah. see the exploration of a Sith tomb almost a found footage but obviously you would never see a found footage in Star Wars so basically a VR experience where you're going into a Sith tomb and it's haunted you know, yeah things like you that. could what if you problem solving is we have the bd droids from uh like the shoulder droids right mm -hmm. from so you could totally do a found footage this yeah. is what my droid recorded you could i just i don't know if there's i don't know if they would commercially think they think it that's would, commercially viable but i think everything i'd like to see viable. it i mean the other thing would be cool is like a jedi inspector like investigator like we have in um mm -hmm. those trail of the shadow uh trail of shadows comics by uh daniel yeah. jose elder are just coming out now um something like that but maybe you're searching for the remnants of, of palpatine basically palpatine's wraith and like tracking it across like you know how he's a disembodied and again in the secrets of the sith book not a lot has talked about this but like he just says like my soul was complete it's yeah. a very vague line it's yeah. very vague about the wraith and what its state is like after return of the jedi and how his acolytes are making bodies for him and stuff like that but I imagine that that spirit would be like looming around the galaxy and you could track it if you were some sort of force sensitive investigator. Oh, that's cool. Why don't we like turn that. the page to our the the back third, the final sure. third of um, our podcast today and talk about um, the secrets of the Sith book that just came out. Um, it's sort of like a coffee table style book. Lots of pictures. I we actually pulled a quote from it last week or the week before. Um, about Palpatine, I wasn't able to read it, but um, y'all did, um, and we're able to to check it out. I mean, and, and there's so so we know there's some heavy stuff about Palpatine in there, and they really speak kind of in detail about like how he was in disembodied spirit, and then he was like trying to make a, a proper vessel and like 
couldn't do it but so snokes were like well this will be he'll be like this thing there'll be minions i'll make my own force sensitive um people to carry out my bidding but yep. won't actually you know will be essentially controlled by me but not actually controlled like i won't be living inside them like um yeah so that's the the first thing they mentioned about this is it's written it's written as if it's 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 darth sidious's journal right so it's written first yes. person from darth sidious so i always like to point that out because uh faulty narrator anyone like right, yeah. like i always like it's right. always taken they do that a lot assault. Um, and, and, and someone and, known to lie and, and know yeah. to be deceptive. And the other thing I'll say is that it's interesting because I feel like uh, Mark uh, Sumerak, who wrote this, is really good at writing um, kind of this this writing in Sidious's voice. At the same time, there's, it says a lot without saying too much. So there's a lot of like really depth depth writing where it's kind of like, oh, this could imply that. But it also could mean this other thing, right? So it's very good at not saying anything explicit about a lot of things that are debated about, like Anakin's, for example. One of the big things is Anakin's origin. Was Anakin just a Virgis in the Force, or was he an experiment between uh, Sidious and Plagueis, right? It's and and there are some things in here that seems to lend towards the Virgins, but there's parts where he's actually talking about what the Jedi believed. And to me, that seems a little more suspicious. Like the Jedi believed he was a virgin from the force. Right. The uh, one thing I did think it contradicted was the Plagueis novel though, in, in the yeah. idea that Palpatine created, uh, Palpatine and Plagueis created uh, this virgin's creed. Because right. when Palpatine talks about Anakin, he goes, you know, it's in the balance to the force uh, section, the chosen one section. And it's young Anakin Skywalker began life as nothing more than a slave on the desert world of Tatooine. But the boy was blessed with a power unrivaled by any except my own. Like in that moment, if this is a tell all sort of journal, like diary, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't he just say that he's, he's a virgin in the force that we created, that we could have possibly created, or my master could have possibly created. Unless wouldn't, he's... He, wouldn't he stay, say something like that? Unless he's keeping it to the chest, because the next line to me, which is so I'm going to keep reading this this passage, because the next line, which is what made me think that it's not unclear, which he said, Anakin was believed by the Jedi to be a virgin, an entity surrounded by a rare concentration of force energy. Believed, right? That's a weird yeah, thing. It's like, a very right? coy like, do you word. See, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's yeah. it's I, Grant, I get where you're coming from, and I'm guessing that's what you're going for. But that that one chosen word there could just undo everything right, right I mean, what, like, what we what we know is truth is we have the opera scene right where he's just yeah. like oh yeah where we played like they really sort of flirt with that idea you know yeah. one that could even create life i think and the next like, yeah mm, and there was supposedly a father reveal in the right. script at that point but I think George Lucas took it out that. smartly. I think. I think so too. I like. I like the keeping it. I still like that we're this far along and we haven't revealed it. But yeah. The next <laughs> line I think is even more damning because it says they even believe they even convince themselves that the child was the chosen one. So to follow believed in the mm. last sentence with they even, which seems to suggest that they were fooling themselves throughout the entirety of it, right? Like to say they even believed after it's just a weird sentence construction not to yeah. parse apart you would think though in his journal he would be totally like and then we created him and yeah exactly awesome. it's like the highlight uh, of his career 
I don't know because I feel why like would you because say also the boy the was blessed with a power unrivaled by any except my own. Blessed by who? Uh, it seems like blessed just naturally is kind of what it, it's or hinting at. Or blessed by Plagueis and Sidious. But don't forget his sons threw him down and then threw him down a shaft. Right. So, so you think he's so, just salty? Right. Where he might just be like, I'm not going to claim this as my own because my son betrayed me. Right. Yeah. He's a very revisionist history person. And he's also, you know, he'll take credit for stuff he didn't do if it serves its purpose. Like, this is all very well. This yeah. unreliable narrator. I think we can yeah. just pass it. This book also, I, in my opinion, throws some low level shade at uh, Rise of Skywalker because as they're going through all this stuff, it starts talking about Sith Eternal stuff, which is which is fine. But it starts talking about Sith Troopers. And there's a line that talks about Sith Troopers where it says, though they have come to be known as Sith Troopers, these soldiers bear no connection to the Force. They're Sith in name only. So I feel like it's like Super Act and others being like, why are you calling them Sith Troopers? They're not Sith. Like, like like that was some right. low level shade. Or, yeah, or like sort of needless, sort of, you yeah. know, just so you know, they're not source fed, you know, yeah. force sensitive troopers. Confirmed. So we got that out of this. Weekend. Yeah, we got that. We know they don't have Sith uh, powers. Mommins, like, there's a there's a section on just helmets and masks, which is fun. So oh, we actually get a Mommin call out, and a, it's pretty great. I like in the heir to the empire section where we talk about Palpatine's son, his clone, his Strandcast. Oh, and right. How that character, he, he tries, he gives us a little on the motivation of that character. And he says he shunned his father in the ways of the Sith. And so like, I, I that's, yeah. that's a primer for a, a great Disney plus series where yeah. we follow yep. that Strandcast. Do we, do we know that guy's name? Because in my head, I just want to call him Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Palpatine. Yeah, it's Evan Palpatine. Evan Palpatine. Yeah, I don't know. It's just he looks like an Evan to me. <laughs> what was there? What was your old Palpatine? We had a name. We had a really. Oh, oh yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Sheev's brother Steve Palpatine. Steve Palpatine. <laughs> of Palpatine, Palpatine, and Palpatine. Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. We've been doing this a long time. That's an yeah. old. Joke. I'll see if uh, maybe. That's an old bit. I, I think <laughs> we might have a. We might have a. Uh, an advertisement of That's theirs. Right. Uh, I'll give them some free advertising so after this if uh, if I can find it. Good luck. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve Palpatine. He's a lawyer. He's like a just a lawyer. We can, we got some closure on the whole Morbid. An ambulance chaser. Thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's good times. Um. Any any more from this book? Come on. There's got to be a million gems in there. I'm gonna. I, my I will copies in the mail. So if you miss anything, I'm going to bring it up. It's worth it's definitely worth getting. It's a lot of fun, uh, especially because it's like there's a lot of fold outs and like little things you can pull out and look at. It's 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 really neat, especially for what it, what it goes for. But um, I still think this leaves open my theory that Snoke is a homunculus character. <laughs> he is uh, a homunculus. Controlled by Palpatine. Say that in this book. Well, yeah. It, it, so there's a they talk about Snoke under a setting under a headline called "Pulling the Strings." I mean, okay. come on, <laughs> right? I'm just it's a little like, on the nose, don't you think? It says, although his body proved unworthy of containing my dark essence, Snoke's natural sensitivity force would make him a powerful puppet, nonetheless. Really? Yeah. Um. You remind the manipulation of Snoke. I began gathering uh, forces. Yeah, but I mean. A powerful puppet. I mean, this is right. my point. It says so you're everything. saying they're hedging. <laughs> right. 
Because yeah. like that that other poll that we got from I think the Hollywood Reporter, whatever the the oh, he's, um, he's... thing it was, was sort of like, oh no, these are definitely not. You know, he definitely did not inhabit those Snokes, yeah. though that was the original plan. I think it's also in the was it the Ray Carson novelization of Rise of Skywalker? I think it kind of puts the kibosh on that as well. But also, is this is does this does this uh, add more? lore to the rule of two this book i think oh by, there's some dyad stuff in, in there yeah right? adam why aren't you taking victory laps about the dyad and the rule of two being because i say a lot of random stuff on this podcast <laughs> I, can't remember when I'm, I, I i remember more when i'm wrong than when i'm right but i know i saw you were so right about this if I, after reading this book i was like wow adam understands the dark side better than i do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know adam anymore <laughs> very dark um <laughs> yeah it, it was it was a lot there and the dyad stuff's interesting in there too because yeah. there's a Wait, whole hold on. can we talk about this where he yeah, goes the doctrine the doctrine of the dyad was etched into the walls of my citadel on exegol eons ago a constant reminder of its significance to our order eon how long is an eon you guys there's uh, a thousand, thousand year? years was a tenth eons multiple that million and that's that's older than bane easily yeah i would say it's not a thousand i would say it's like a million or something like a million years or something i'm googling uh, and he yeah, has one billion uh, years one and <laughs> or and then the other time definitely long in a definite long period of time so oh, okay. yeah a billion uh, years is kind of indefinitely yeah. long okay yeah a constant reminder, uh, yeah, so etched into the walls of the, the Doctrine of the Dyad, Dyad was etched into the walls of my citadel and Exegol eons ago, a constant reminder of its significance to our order, to my Sith Eternal. The Dyad is not merely the stuff of ancient legend, is the, it is the future of the Sith, the key to unlocking the full potential of the dark side. To me, that's the rule of two. It basically predates, like, predating. Yeah, I, I, I still like that reading, right, of, like, that they're, they're one and the same. Right. And and because there's another thing in here where it talks about keep talking. Anyway, it says that it's very easily misunderstood. Right. Like there's a line in this in this part says it's well, I think that's kind of why that also, I think, suggests that that's why people thought that's why Darth Bane did the rule of two, because he misread the dyad. Like he misread Uh, what I'm saying. And then Palpatine Wait. had the true translation of it. What's right. fascinating is that temple on yeah. uh, Malachor. That temple, remember you had to have two people unlock the doors in that oh, temple. Oh, right, yeah. Always. Yeah. And well, where does that sit in the timeline of the new canon creation of the Dyad and all that kind of stuff? Those, that, that, those episodes with Ahsoka in it. And I feel like that was just around Force Awakens. That temple. Yeah. yeah, that sounds that about episode. right. That I sounds about right. I never Rebel, really yeah. into that because I was just like, you know, master and apprentice is just like a is obviously a pillar. We've covered it. Yeah. Um, and so I just assumed it was like master and apprentice, but like now if it's more a dyad, I mean, it all felt kind of sh- a cynic. Maybe not to me. We'll just say to a cynic. Um, like a little shoehorned in. It was like, well, we had the rule of two, and then they sort of invented this dyad, uh, thing to you know, in during the rise of Skywalker to be another cool, fun, interesting element. I mean, now we're sort of backfilling, but maybe not. Maybe, you know, 
maybe Filoni was onto this and you know no. way early and was trying to do it. <laughs> no. So, no. but that's okay. But that's but I don't mean that as a negative because like George Lucas did that all the time with Star Wars, right? Where he would he would change the canon and recanonize stuff. And and to me, the the dyad and rule tools rule of two stuff works really well in a way that like I think they were just like they didn't realize how good they had it until they started looking at this stuff of like we have two we have two let's figure this out because there's the other line in this too is like um the diet is an elusive connection one that cannot be created through will alone my master darth plagueis attempted to forge such a bond with me i too attempted to facilitate such a connection with my apprentice anakin skywalker Yet even with the so-called chosen one at my side, the balance we shared paled against perfection of the dyad. If the two most powerful bloodlines in the history of the galaxy, Palpatine and Skywalker, could not produce such a bond, the question remains of a dyad is possible at all. Like, that is, like, masterful yeah. of, like, just connecting two separate lores that weren't meant to be connected in a way that just means, like, it feels like they, they knew it all along, right? Like, in 1999. The houses yeah. of Palpatine and Skywalker would yeah. form a dyad. It's really right. something I never thought would have happened in no. the trilogy. It's yeah. amazing. It, it, it really is. <laughs> we started off talking a bit about some of this stuff, but I feel like, you know, the the extended EU is doing a really good job of connecting a lot of the dots that were put out there in the sequel trilogies in a way that feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Far out. Um, gentlemen, book, I think I'm going to... Yeah, it was a great book. Yeah, um, it was. This is a lot of great like Halloween content, uh, if I might say. Uh, it was nice to, nice to have this. It was a good divergence. I've been uh, looking forward to covering this for weeks now and just diving into it and getting spooky. Um, I hope all of you enjoyed it as well. Um, you, some of you, if you listened last week, you may have noticed we have a new <laughs> segment, quote unquote, where we just sort of maybe throw in some conversations. I've started just recording us when we're not. Re- like actually taping and doing the show. Um, so you might see those pop in. You might hear one um, after the close today. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we just do it just because I uh, like it's fresh. Like, honestly, we love Star Wars. Like, it, you know, we obviously talk about it here. I feel like sometimes we just present facts and talk about them here. But then like we, you know, stop recording and then we're just like manically talking about Star Wars to each other. And I want to grab some of that energy. Yeah. And like share it with y'all because um, I don't know. That's what I like about Star Wars. I want to hear people going nutty in their fandom um, and just like getting into the the nitty gritty. So yeah, like in reality, I think our episode comprises about half of what we actually talk about regarding Star Wars every time we hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if we're in person, it's about a quarter. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a that's a full day thing. Yeah, um, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, also, another bit of administration. Probably should put this at the front, but whatever. We'll do it next week. Um, uh, Jenny of uh, oh. my household's fame put together a fan link on uh, Instagram. So, um, yeah. if he, I, I didn't realize how impossible it was to actually uh, get onto our Discord, um, so uh, now it is possible. Yeah, if, uh, just you right can just there. contact us on an Instagram. There's a link there, and uh, I think you might have to ask for permission or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna let you in if you want in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so discord every, so everything's in one link. So you're, you're always just two clicks away from whatever um, thing you want. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the way discord works. If you ask, we will accept you. So don't, don't worry about that. Just click the, click the button and we'll say, 
yes immediately yeah and once we see you we'll 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 engage uh more uh-huh. it's sort of our engagement ebbs and flows but um we do uh i don't know we we talk about we this have all lots week. of categories lots of yeah <laughs> lots of categories yeah and we want to interact with other star wars fans you know yeah. that's what this is about so um Rad. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to us this week. Uh, it's been a blast. Have a great Halloween, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And may the Force be with you. Hello, I'm Steve Palpatine. If you've been injured on the job due to lack of catwalk handrails, binary load lifter injury, or are suffering from a gonk droid malfunction that has led to abuse, follow us at Palpatine, 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 and Associates. No matter what they've told you, we'll, we'll make it legal. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.